Brought to you by Oklahoma Men's Clinic, the leader in men's health and sexual wellness. The Rick and Brad Show on the cat. Showbiz News brought to you by Michener Fair and Jewelers. Oh, I'm sorry. Are the diamonds on my fabulous Michener tennis bracelet getting in your eyes? Get your dazzling tennis bracelet for 20% off only at Michener Fair and Jewelers. I just saw that this story broke. Uh, Taylor Swift has donated $100,000 to the family of the woman who was fatally shot during the Chiefs' Super Bowl parade uh, in Kansas City this week. Uh, The the family had had a GoFundMe set up, and she uh, contributed it contributed directly to the GoFundMe with two installments of 50 grand and wrote, uh, sending my deepest sympathies and condolences in the wake of your devastating loss with love, uh, Taylor Swift. The fundraiser had a goal of $75,000, but now it's raised uh, more than $176,000. So nice thing to do, especially uh, since Taylor is in Australia doing shows that she took the time out of her day to donate that or have somebody get on GoFundMe and donate yeah, on I her behalf. She probably has people. Um, she's probably Yeah, like an assistant or something. Thing. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah probably. Uh, Jennifer Lopez was on the Today Show yesterday and uh, somebody asked if she gets jealous and she says that she does get jealous if somebody hits on her man, Ben Affleck. She said, quote, don't play with me. Do not play with me. <laughs> well, keep him in that dunking sweat gear, and uh, you really yeah. won't have a problem with anybody hitting on him. <laughs> have you seen I all just the different the, variations of that? Yeah, I was going to say, I just watched the extended cut. It was like four yeah. or five minutes long, uh, and it was great. It was like a little mini movie. With They're playing Affleck. basketball and throwing the football through a donut. It's pretty funny great uh she added that if you did hit on her man things won't get physical she said i'm a lover not a fighter but i will let them know in a very elegant and ladylike way to step all the way off mm-hmm. probably wouldn't mess with j-lo no she's jennifer she's she'll go jennifer the block on you yeah yeah uh so we all know uh if you're on social media that kanye west likes his likes to post pictures of his wife bianca naked all the time and she's virtually naked when he takes her out in public and now sources are saying that kim kardashian does not want her children to be around it the source says that uh, kim instructed kanye to never let bianca dress like that around their kids Uh, she is truly surprised that kanye would let his wife leave the house like that uh Kim may have a point, even though it may seem a little hypocritical. Their 10-year-old daughter, North, actually drew a picture of the cover of Kanye's new album, uh, and it featured her scantily clad stepmom, and then she posted it on TikTok, and somebody took it down. But apparently she drew uh, the stepmom and everything, not wearing very many clothes. That would be weird Mm -hmm. if your stepmom was just walking around. Yeah. Uh, and naked with a thong on. Uh-huh. I think I've seen yeah, a lot be. of thong pictures. Uh, very yeah. weird. Uh, this was kind of a uh, funny clip that Diplo shared. Uh, Diplo is a what a DJ an EDM 
guy. Do I sound really old right now? Yeah, EDM. Uh, the, the EDM. You guys know. Uh, he <laughs> went on a hike in Kenya recently and stumbled upon a couple of Kenyan hikers blasting some music. And here is his interaction with them. What are you guys listening to? Alan Jackson. Jackson. You like country music? Yes, I do. Let me see this song. Can I see your phone? This is crazy. You're been a cowboy. <laughs> Toby Keith. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. It's a great song. I mean, it just shows everybody around the world loved that song. You can't help but like that song when it comes on uh, the radio or when you hear it somewhere, right? I mean, you guys love that song. I wouldn't say I uh, love yeah. that song, but uh, I, yeah. I, yeah, I'm not going to get mad at it if it comes on. Rod Stewart is the latest artist to, sol- to sell his song catalog. To Irving Azoff's iconic artists, he sold it for nearly $100 million. Uh, any thoughts nice. on his yeah, worth? Do you think him. that's about right? Uh, it's low, it seems to I me. I thought it I mean, seemed low, given too. Given what everybody else. Katy Perry yeah. got $250 million for hers, and Rod's only worth 100 I mean, he's got way more songs. Uh, it's somewhat surprising. His stuff's older. But, uh, you know, it's... That that whole I, I was just thinking as you were saying Irving Azoff's company bought it, like they've got to have some sort of equation in mind of of the value of there's got to be some math involved when they make an offer on buying a, a catalog like that. But if I'm Rod Stewart, Rod Stewart is like eighty. I probably yeah. would start thinking about selling mine too. Although I read yeah, a thing said- with Billy Joel. Billy Joel said he's not interested in selling his. They said that this deal comprises uh, interests in his publishing catalog and recorded music, as well as some name and likeness rights. That's according to the Wall Street Journal. Rod Stewart commented on the sale in a statement saying that this year marks my 60th year in the music industry. Uh, The time is right, and I feel fortunate to have found partners in Irving and his team at Iconic that I can entrust with my life's work and future musical legacy. You know, I wonder if some of this is not, okay, I'll use Prince as an example, okay? Prince was super secretive through the course of his life and very, very protective of his music. He had lots of battles with record companies, and I think that he felt um, he had a different feeling about his legacy and his, his writing and recording than some people do. And now that Prince is gone and his family has the estate and they're operating it, there's lots of Prince stuff that he never would have agreed to when he was alive. And so I wonder if some of these sales are not like, and I don't know anything about Rod Stewart's deal, but let me use him as an example. Rod Stewart thinks, if I leave this to my kids, do I know that my kids are going to be concerned about my legacy or are they going to license it out because there's going to be money coming in? If I sell this to somebody right now, I can arrange the deal in a manner that I can have a say in the way that it's going to be used. Yeah. That's all a good the way point. forward. And so I wonder if some of these older guys selling their stuff doesn't have something to do with that. Like I can get all this money, I can leave money to my kids that's actual money, and then my legacy will stay what it is because I can dictate the terms of the way things have to be used. 
Yeah. I wondered uh, how much like negotiation goes into these things in terms of being really specific about what you will and won't allow. Well, some of the stories that we've read, a lot of people have talked about having input and having trust in the people that they're licensing or, or selling it to that they will take care of the legacy. Yeah. Well, then maybe that's not a bad idea, especially if you don't think that your your family will do the right thing by you. In a weird sort of sad. way, in a weird sort of way, it's no different than the conversation that we have every time the lottery gets up to a certain point of do you take the lump sum or do you take the yearly payments for however long so that you get the full amount and a lot of these people, especially at that age, are making the determination, we'll go ahead and take the lump sum because if I'm 80 years old, what have I got? Maybe, maybe, long shot, I've got 20 years left. Right. Yeah, not a bad idea. Uh, this is some sad news. The legendary Beach Boys uh, singer Brian Wilson is reportedly suffering from dementia. Uh, two representatives for Brian Wilson uh, and his family have said in a court filing that he is suffering from a major neurocognitive disorder such as dementia, and they are requesting that a conservatorship be set up uh, for him to help treat the alleged condition. Uh, this news of his condition comes after uh, his wife, Melinda, died at the age of 77 late last month. Uh, but really sad. I don't know if we had heard rumors about him having well, I mean, he's had, I kind of feel like it's He's had issues all his yeah. whole life, basically, since he was a very young man. And, and you know, he went through that period in the 80s where he basically disappeared. And, and he had that guy that I don't even know what the, what he called him. Everybody else called him his Spengali. But he had that guy that was his manager, life coach, whatever he was, that kind of controlled him. And so he's had issues a long time, but it's still sad that that he's only he's 80 years old. Right. So we're talking about Rod Stewart selling his catalog at 80. And here's Brian Wilson, uh, who's who's the same age and his quality of life is going to severely decline from this point forward. Yeah. His family says that he doesn't have the capacity to uh, the to even administer his own medications or make decisions about his uh, medical needs and that he is not even able to attend hearings on this matter because of his medical inability. So just really sad news. Uh, okay, let's take a break. We'll come back with part two of Showbiz News. Uh, we've got a couple of big uh, TV news items that we will discuss in part two and uh, we'll talk about what you can watch this weekend in theaters and at home the rick and brad show k-a-t-t the cat so taylor sheridan the creator of yellowstone is uh, creating a new show on paramount plus called Landman, and it's based on uh, the podcast boomtown i don't know if you guys have ever heard of boomtown is it boomtown uh, well, no, maybe that was a book. There's a book about Oklahoma called Boomtown. This is set in West Texas and is supposed to be a modern-day tale of fortune-seeking in the world of oil rigs. Uh, it says it's the upstairs-downstairs story of roughnecks and wildcat billionaires uh, fueling a boom so big it's reshaping our economy, our geopolitics, and our climate. Last week it was announced that uh, Demi Moore was joining the cast along with Billy Bob Thornton. And now John Hamm has joined the cast. 
Uh, he is going to play uh, Monty Miller, a titan of the Texas oil industry who has a long and personal professional relationship with Billy Bob Thornton's character. He's been in everything lately. I wonder if Taylor Sheridan saw him as that sheriff in Fargo and thought, ah, he'd be a really good dude in this. Because yeah. I, that that him playing that sheriff made me think differently than anything I've seen him in previously. Now, I didn't watch Mad Men. I know you did, Lauren. But I did. My perception of him has been one thing, and, and seeing him play this kind of redneck sheriff in Fargo gave me a, a different appreciation for, for his acting ability. Yeah, definitely. He played... Right before Fargo, I had just come off of watching the morning show where he was on the latest season of that playing like a tech billionaire. So completely different character. And then uh, to see him do that in Fargo, and now he's going to play uh, this big oil guy uh, in this show. And, I mean, you love Billy Bob, so oh, you're probably yeah. going to check yeah. out this show. He Maybe was you can share in, your um... Paramount Plus password with me. <laughs> yeah, Brad, share that, would you? That'd be um, nice. He was good in uh, Entourage when he was playing the big wig guy, too, when he was uh, I See Dead People's Dad. You remember that segment when he was on? Gosh, it's, it's, it's been so like long since I've done. seen it. Yeah. Everything he's done is like would lead me to go, yeah, let's put him in. Yeah, he's great. Meryl Streep is also uh, going to return to the show Only Murders in the Building for season four. Man, they pump out seasons of that show quickly, I feel like. Like, yeah, I can't believe do. there's already been four seasons. It's only been out for, like, a couple of years. Well, it seems like the third season was just out a few months ago. Yeah, and now they're saying uh, that she's coming back for that. I guess I need to watch it again. I started watching the first season and just didn't get super into it, but I had other shows that I was watching at the time. Do you guys watch that show at all? I love Martin no. Short. I like Steve Martin and several people that have been guest stars in it are all people that I'm interested in. And for whatever reason, I've just never watched a single episode of that show. Yeah. Maybe maybe we should both uh, give it a shot again, especially because I can't believe I just read that the True Detective finale is Sunday night. Yeah, you didn't know that? I thought that they were going to do like eight episodes. No, I didn't no, no. realize that it was ending. It's with the shortest six one yet. This is this is it. They, it's the Sunday mm -hmm. is the finale of the whole thing. Are you, that may be for you the still best. With it? But I'm hanging I, with I it. I thought that watched, the uh, the last episode was better, but I'm still I, I, I don't I don't know how, what my grade on it is going to be when it's all said and done. Even if they really rally in the finale, I've got it at about a probably C C minus right now. Hmm seems like they'll do one pretty decent episode followed by an episode where you're like what the hell was that and then they'll come back with a good episode it's been very back and forth uh new in theaters this weekend uh madam webb not my cup of tea oh it is getting shredded Ooh, terrible by the critics reviews that's a bummer yeah. it looked like it was going to be good from the trailers and the, it's just horrible reviews dakota terrible johnson script, who no i drama. like yeah. Uh, is playing Cassie Webb, a paramedic who becomes a reluctant superhero after developing psychic abilities that let her see the future. Uh, Sydney Sweeney's also in it. Uh, but yeah, it's getting horrible reviews. I didn't see the reviews on 
uh, the Bob Marley One Love movie, but I've seen the trailers and they looked good. And it's so I was kind hoping. Of, kind of mediocre, the reviews on it. I, I actually, I'm a big enough Bob Marley fan and have an, a, enough of an interest in his story that I want to see it. I probably won't go to the theater to see it, but I will definitely watch it at some point. But the reviews on it are not that great. Yeah, it's a movie about the life of Bob Marley, which includes surviving an assassination attempt in his Jamaican hometown while trying to unite people with music. Uh, the guy, who's a British actor, uh, Kingsley Ben Adir, is playing Bob Marley. He seems like he was going to be good in it from what I saw in the trailer. Well, it's so. such a fascinating story. I mean, aside from the assassination attempt that you mentioned the the fact that he had all of these kids with all of these different women and his wife was like perfectly okay with it like it's a it, there's so many different angles on this story that are interesting and I, I mean i to me that's enough that unless they it, unless the acting is bad or they really do a terrible job with it it's ought to be interesting of course maybe some people are coming from it from the perspective of there are documentaries that you could watch where you get all of that stuff too but i'm definitely interested in seeing this movie yeah and surely it will be streaming in like a month or something where you can so, watch it yeah. at home. Uh, this weekend on TV, uh, tonight, uh, the NBA All-Star Celebrity Game, if you're interested in that. Uh, the 14th season premiere of Blue Bloods, I'll have to let my parents know, on CBS tonight at 9 p.m. Also tonight the uh, at the All-Star Weekend, the Rising Stars game. And OKC's got three players in that. Chet Holmgren, Jalen Williams, J-Dub, Jalen Williams, and... Um, Case and Wallace are all three playing in that Rising Stars game. Sweet. Uh, tonight on Amazon Prime, This Is Me Now, A Love Story. That is Jennifer Lopez's movie that coincides uh, with her new album and features a bunch of celebrity cameos, including uh, Ben Affleck, Post Malone, and Sofia Vergara. By the way, that Sofia Vergara series on Netflix, have you guys watched that? The Griselda? No, the Drug Kingpin show? Yeah. Like, I've heard people it talking about really it. It was really good. I accidentally watched it because it just started playing it for me, and I guess I hit a button, and I got sucked in like really fast and wound up watching the entire thing, and I thought she was great in it. I thought the show mm. was really good. Uh, so if you're needing something to watch, you should check that out. Okay. They, call that lady uh, the, they call that lady the female El Chapo. And uh, yes. supposedly that's a fascinating story, too. It's on Netflix, It's by the right? same creator as uh, Narcos. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Uh, the 2024 People's Choice Awards are on Sunday night, in case you haven't had enough award shows lately. And then all of these uh, season premieres, CSI Vegas on Sunday, uh, the 16th season premiere of What Would You Do with John Quinones? I'm going to have uh -huh. to record that. Uh, and then... Uh, last week tonight with John Oliver comes back this Sunday as well. All right, very good. The Rick and Brad Show. 100.5 The Cat. What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real, because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. 
Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. If you sacrifice your dream for the sake of satisfying someone else, that can often lead to ongoing resentment, which then poisons a relationship subtly, slowly, but it does. And if he doesn't want to let you down, then your dreams matter. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Dictionary.com added 327 new terms to their dictionary. So, Kron, I'm going to give you the word, and I want you to tell me what it means. And if she doesn't get it right, then, Rick, you and Anthony can chime in and see if you can okay. correct her. Okay? I'm, not, I'm probably not going to be great at this, but go ahead. Okay, the first one is bed rotting. <laughs> is that spending too much time in bed? Uh, close, close enough. The practice of spending many hours in bed during the day, often with snacks or an electronic device, as a voluntary retreat from activity or stress. Bed rotting. Wow, that's a, yeah. I, that's uh, so negative for that uh, activity or lack of activity. I mean, that's like a common activity that I. That's a typical Ron, Saturday. Right, yeah, right. right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. Bed rotting, so harsh. <laughs> I feel confident you're going to get this one. The, the ick. The gr- gross out factor. You're, yeah, you're grossed out by something. A, a sudden feeling of disgust or dislike, often in response to the actions of another person. That person gives you the ick. So, yeah, you got that one. Um, okay, now this one, this will tell the tale on you. Mid. What does it mean if something is mid? Does it mean... Like something's just kind of meh. It's not bad. It's not great. Ooh, that's kind of good. Rick, you think she's right? Um, I let me think. Mid, someone's mid. Yeah, kinda. They're just kind of average. Just, Anthony, that sounds right to yeah, me. Yeah, that's what I was going with. Mediocre, unimpressive, or disappointing. If you're any of those things, you're mid. But things like movies and Never shows can also be mid. mid. Well, because so you're mid. an old. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, how about this mm-hmm. one? Bussin'. Uh, no, cleaning the table off. <laughs> right. Anthony, do you know what bussin' uh, so is? You're... I have no idea. Bussin' it's means great, ride wonderful, or amazing. Like, it's the opposite of mid. Oh. It's You're either mid, which is meh, or you're bussin'. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is bussin', y'all. Wow. Okay. Okay, this is a good one. Boob knee. Saggy knees? Is that like... Uh, Acne under your boobs. That is what it is. Pimples or a rash caused oh. by your bra. Boobney. Wow. Feel free to adopt any of these terms that you want to. Um, yeah. Barbie core is stupid. That one's kind of self-explanatory. Pink outfits, accessories, and decor that celebrate Barbie. Oh. Uh, this one was in the news this year. I know we talked about it. Girl dinner. Yeah. Is that like... Uh, like snack dinner or something pretty like, much yeah it, it's yeah it, 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 actually the way they have it defined is a little bit different than what i thought that girl dinner was like just grabbing whatever you had and what girls had around the the kitchen to make a meal out of it they the way they define mm-hmm. it is an often attractively presented collection of snacks that involve little mm-hmm. preparation okay a couple more cheat code no clue. It's Rick? just a cheat code. 
Anthony? I'm yeah, like in a video game regular, or something? Yeah, just to do things easier. Work around. You got it, Anthony. Yeah. So like a life hack, a ployer technique that bypasses traditional methods or rules. Okay, this is a good one. Range anxiety. Ooh. Anxiety at a shooting range? I mean, I don't okay. know. Is she right? I, I'm, I was going to say it's just a paralysis when you get in the kitchen and you're like, I don't know. I don't want to cook. I don't want to have to turn the, the range on Anthony. the oven. Whatever you're doing, <laughs> if it triggers you. No, it's a little more specific than you guys are, are going for. It's the fear that an electric vehicle's battery will run out of power before you get to where you're oh, going. That is range anxiety. Range. Oh, yeah. And then nice. the last one, and I have a, a, a an actual three-dimensional example of shacket. What is shacket? Oh, I know what that a is. Shirt, yeah, a shirt jacket. All right. Zubek wears yeah. a shacket every uh-huh. day. It's a garment in the style of a button-down shirt made of a thicker fabric and usually worn over other shirts. Mm-hmm. Combination shirt and jacket. Shacket. Never heard it before until a guy the other day, I was buying some clothes, and he said, you know what would go good with that? A shacket. You should wear a shacket. You should wear like, a what? shacket, Rick. That'd be a good I look should... for you. <laughs> good look. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I need a shacket. What is that? And then and he told me, oh, shacket. Here, let me show you. Here's a shacket. Cinch it. Cinch a shacket. Uh, so <laughs> no, there you go. There's, wear, there's a the whole loose. bunch more of those. That's just a handful of the new terms at dictionary.com. The Rick and Brad Show. K-A-T-T. The Cat. You ever see a law, you're reading the news and you see a story about a law that's being proposed and you think, God, that is the most out of touch. Like there's a guy, there's a lawmaker here in Oklahoma. I don't know all the details because I don't follow it that closely, but there's some like small town lawmaker somewhere here in Oklahoma that's trying to make it a crime to view any kind of pornography. And while I get it, and there is a constituency that totally agrees with that, there's also a huge constituency that is completely in opposition to that. Well, yeah. in Tennessee, two lawmakers have proposed a bill that would prohibit the sale of cold beer. I mean, I can't imagine anything being more out of touch in the state of Tennessee than saying we're going to outlaw cold beer. Wow. Uh, and it's already cleared two hurdles in uh, the Capitol and is now headed to committee where it will be debated. If it passes that stage, it'll go to a final vote. And they say that the, the analysis of this is that this is shows you how complex issues are. Because they say it is trying to deal with something important. It's trying to minimize drinking and driving and deaths and, and injuries from drunk driving crashes. But... You also are proposing a bill that says no more sales of cold beer in the state of Tennessee. Um, But so here's here's the complexity of it, though. So they say, well, people go in and they buy beer that's already cold and then they start drinking it on the way home. And then people get drunk and they cause crashes and then we have these problems that we have. But there also is a carve-out in this bill for people being able to go drink cold. like So, like, you can't ban cold beer and say, if you have a bar, you can't sell cold beer, right? Like, it's there's got to be bars and restaurants and things like that have to have the ability to ser- sell beer cold. Um, and so the, the argument that's going on is, which is more dangerous, somebody going and buying beer that's pre-chilled so they can take it home and drink it, or somebody that's going to a bar, especially if that becomes the only place that you can get beer that's already cold, going to a bar and then drinking it and 
being stupid and driving home. So there's not a simple answer to it. It is a complex issue and can be confusing. But the local breweries are really upset about it because they say that it'll be devastating to their operations because they make beer that is unpasteurized and it has to be refrigerated or it goes bad. So that will basically make it so that it's impossible for them to continue to do business the way that they do. Wow. Yeah. But I just thought, man, if you want to run against somebody, all you got to do, especially Tennessee, Oklahoma, anywhere in the South, just come out and say, yeah, I'm running against this guy that proposed the no more cold beer law. Yeah. You got him or me. And then he raises the glass, big frosty, foamy beer mug. You decide. Yeah. Vote for me, Rick and Brad. Uh, I would argue, so they have in, in it's obviously it's illegal to drink at, while you're driving in Tennessee, but they're one of the states that still has the law written so that it's legal if you're a passenger in a vehicle that you can have an open container. I would argue that that maybe is a more important thing to get off the books than, than the cold beer than itself. being able yeah, to buy cold beer anywhere. Right. Yeah. But yeah, that's I'm running against the guy that uh, outlawed cold beer. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's 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 the dude that you're either going to vote for me or vote for him. Let me remind you, the guy that said no more cold beer. That's my if uh, if I had both hands on the wheel and I got one of those helmets with the beer cans in the side of it and the tubes going to my mouth while I'm driving, still got a ten and two on the on the steering wheel, mm-hmm. ten and two or nine and three, Oscar. Oh, that's cool, right? No. I'm just sipping. I'm not like saying I'm guzzling. I'm just sipping as I go. Calms me down in traffic. Way. I drive drive better when yeah, I'm drinking. Right. That's the that's the famous line right there. <laughs> I, I drive better when I'm a little buzzed. No, no, you yeah. don't. You might it's think that you man. do, but you really don't. Oh, no, no, I'm different. You know, made up of half beer. <laughs> I'm just saying that a slogan that is not going to win you a seat in Tennessee or Oklahoma or in, well, probably anywhere else is anti-cold beer i'm i'm on the anti-cold yeah. beer ticket vote for me yeah that's me yep the rick and brad show the rick and brad show k-a-t-t the cat uh i don't know if this has ever happened to you guys i'm sure especially lauren it's probably happened to but <clears throat> i was on the elevator the other day and uh, it was a guy and a woman and me um she got on last hit the button and started kind of laughing like that just a little and shaking her head and it's just silent other than that and then she says i don't know why we do this i don't know why we get on here and no one talks to anyone no one looks at anyone no one talks to anyone hi i'm bobette and turn around stuck her hand out shook hands i go i'm rick hey i made something up to say the guy was like oh steve yeah i just don't get it and I kind of agree with that. I think that a lot when I'm on the elevator. I think that, shouldn't I say something or shouldn't somebody, I mean, we're all standing within a, what, what is it? Six by six, eight by eight box. I, see, I don't feel that way at all. I, I don't feel compelled to have to talk to somebody that I don't know no. and don't have any, I'm going to spend 10 seconds with them in the elevator. Why would I feel compelled? Now, if they speak to me, I'll talk to them. But yeah. I, I don't. It doesn't bother me to stand there for twenty seconds in silence, riding the elevator. The same I, way that I, I don't guess... feel compelled. We've had this conversation before. I don't compel, feel compelled that if I pass somebody in the hallway three times, 
in the right. course of a morning to have to speak to them every time. Like if I, I speak to seems... them one time, I don't feel right. I don't feel snubbed, nor do I feel like I'm snubbing if the second time we pass I don't say anything to them. I'm sure of that though, because you know, you're Brad. You're Rick and Brad Brad. You're Brad. Uh he didn't talk to me. I mean, he said hi one time, but he didn't talk to me. I mean, I feel like there's a little bit I mean, more. The different people are going to take it shoulders. different ways. I'm just yeah. saying that I that's that's the way I feel about it. Like, how many times do I you do have too. to go? I don't leave and go to the bathroom and walk back into the room yeah, and go, yeah. hey, Anthony, good morning. Right? I say hi no, to you, you come first up thing in the morning. Else. Yeah. And then, yeah. like, we talk through the course of the morning, but I don't feel the need to greet you again and again and again. No, no not a greet, but just something. you got to come up with patter because you're Brad, you're, you know, you're Cat Morning Show guy. You gotta come up with a little. Hey, is, uh, they, they don't make those shirts for women, <laughs> you know. Kind of There's deal. plenty of people that that's gonna annoy the hell out of too. So yeah, it's, it it's a can't win situation. Right. I mean, you got three shots. You got the greeting, and then weather and sports are pretty generic. I figure on an elevator that if someone starts, I can go to. Weather is always so easy. Crazy weather, huh? Or wow, it's nice today, huh? Or you know, any of that. I mean, there's that. But yeah, I'm Bobette, and then I didn't really want to shake hands because I don't know what kind of booger hands we're dealing with here, and Jeremy's and COVID, and you know what I mean. I, that was a little much. Why didn't you just hold up I your did. fist? That's yeah. acceptable now. Yeah, I should have fist bumped, the elbow or bump. elbow bump, elbow bump, right? I mean, what what do you do though? Are do you feel so? Brad doesn't. Lauren, do you feel the silence in the back of the Uber or on the elevator is weird? Or is it awkward? Um, not in the back of the Uber because you don't have to make eye contact with them. But in you the elevator, I mean, I think giving you through a the good, like, hi or a nod would be oh. sufficient, and then you can be quiet the rest of the time. Do you do that? Yeah, I'll say hi. First one? Like, you're the, what do you, you mean? open the convo? You're the first one to speak? Not always. I mean, it depends on if I'm on the elevator first or if it's somebody getting on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gosh. And who talks first. Yeah. If they don't say something, then uh, I'll say hi. Or, you, okay, so you do. Or and sometimes I'll pull out my don't. phone and just be on my phone and not say hi. But see, that oh, phone nice. thing is a passive-aggressive thing. I can just stand there and, and well, look forward. I don't care I don't have they to think do I'm passive-aggressive. I can just stare out at the mountains. I don't need to... <laughs> I don't need to speak directly to you or get on my phone to I, I admire you. that i wish i could do that i know i have to i'm pretty silent but if someone if bobette sticks her hand out and says you know i just can't believe we can get in this eight foot box and not speak what's the world coming to you know a whole thing and i have thought of that before we're in such close proximity and if like uh the elevator gets stuck or something we're gonna have to know each other so where are you and you bobette know? going to happy hour today we just ran over to Buffalo Wild Wings yeah. real quick. So. No, well, yeah. I'm glad you made a little friend. Yeah, this is like, last Wednesday. Yeah. The Rick and Brad Show on the cat. When I lived in Arizona, I lived right next to a golf course, and there were signs, all, and in all of the golf courses, frankly, in the area, uh, there were signs warning people about rattlesnakes because, you know, it's in the desert, even though there are uh, golf courses and they've, they've grown grass and done that stuff. There's still the natural flora and fauna if you will is still around and so golfers on the golf course have to watch out for rattlesnakes in any number of places that you go there are different things that they have to warn you about in mesa arizona right outside of phoenix people were not expecting to have to watch out for this here are a couple of 911 calls 
I think there's an alligator inside water areas. It's just like kind of hanging out. There, yeah, there's like three live alligators in here. Yeah, there's one under the bridge. I think there's either two or three. Right now, I'm looking at one that's just swimming around. It um, actually bit my boyfriend's fishing line, and we had to cut it. Well, I, I don't understand that last part. It bit my boyfriend's fishing line, and so we had to cut it. I don't really get that. And And by the way... Uh, they're not real alligators. The city had put those foam alligators in the lake for birds and turtles to sit on. But uh, all of these people funny. were fully convinced that they were real and started calling 911. And uh, the city apparently, and I don't know why the 911 operators didn't just say, okay, well, that those are fake. The city put those in there. Not only did they yeah. not tell the people that, now they've added two fake hippos. Oh, great. The hippo line now but i don't yeah like that one alligator bit my boyfriend's fishing line and we had to cut it liar well why'd you have to such cut a it? liar you have to cut it yeah it's fake alligator first of all so it didn't what you need to do is pull it in the boat wrangle that thing in if you got if you got a hook well that's the difference between being in mesa arizona and being in like you know somewhere in alabama oh, or Tinko. where i grew up right there'd be old yeah. boys out there There'd be old boys out there with 22s and some guys out there ready to wrestle it. Yeah. I got him. I got him. Help me. Ronnie, help me. (laughs) (laughs) So you got to be careful. You got to make sure that they're not real alligators. Uh, Or you might want to make sure that they are fake alligators before you wade in to try and go wrestle with one of them. Mm -hmm. And quit lying about just because you broke the line and had to pull your rod and reel and no no really it bit my boyfriend's line mm-hmm. okay then we'd cut line we'd like to get a check for that please right i, I need see. reimbursement for <laughs> mm-hmm. uh it is yep. strand heavy duty mono braid and plus my <laughs> plus the stress level mm-hmm. my doctor said but there's a video and photos. If you, there's actually a photo of a duck standing on the back of one of these uh, alligators. So, I, I mean, I, you I, know, I, I can assure you that if there's a duck standing on the back of the alligator, it's probably not real. Mm. Yeah. The liars. The Rick and Brad Show. Every week, Michael Rosenbaum is getting deep with someone new on the Inside of You podcast. Let's get inside of Shelly Hennick. So Obliterated's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I had the best time. And it was great. challenging, but it was like the show. It doesn't always happen. Everybody's trying to make a show and you're this not. This was a dream. It's no fun. Genuinely. That's and if it beautiful. wasn't, I would just keep my mouth shut and talk about something else. Like, yeah, it like, was. hey, it was fine. Because yes. I've done that. I've asked people and they're like, you know. Yeah. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Wherever you listen. with Mark Rogers. Brought to you by the new LASIK. Are you ready to see 2020? Then check out the new LASIK. Available at thenewlasik.com. So it's the All-Star Weekend and uh, for uh, NBA. And I think sometimes you hear something like Oklahoma City has three players on the Rising Stars game. And we don't really appreciate what that means. That means out of all of the first or second year players in the league... The Oklahoma City has three of the best out of you know, I don't want the I don't know what the number size is for the East and the West, but probably out of the top fifteen, maybe even maybe even a dozen uh, first or second year players in the league, the Thunder have three of those. That just shows you where we are in terms of the rebuild of the organization. 
Yeah, and that's right, and, and that's not even really the, you know, I mean, you're talking about two that the, don't include the best player, which is also pretty young. So, let's see, I can tell you how many uh, players are on the, in the game. You got, let's see, one, two, three, four, Six, seven, um, just twelve or fifteen on each yeah. roster. Okay, so out of the out of the good, still a good percentage out of the twenty-five teams, the OKC has three of the best players, and and you're right. I mean, then you look at the youth of the roster in general, and Oklahoma City is really set up in a good place. Um, so I think that's a big deal. Those guys are playing in the Rising Stars game, and then SGA is a starter in the actual All Star game on Sunday. And that uh, the Rising Stars game will be fun to watch tonight. I mean, get a chance to see some guys that, you know, may have talked about during draft time but really haven't watched a lot. Like, for example, uh, Jaime Jaquez at Miami um, is having a pretty good season. That uh, was a guy that wasn't really predicted to be that highly drafted, but but he's coming on and playing well. Uh, Bilal Koulibaly, who was a teammate of Wimbenyama's in France, uh, that the Thunder were missed about drafting. He's playing pretty well for the Wizards. Uh, and so you get to see some of those guys that uh, uh, that we really haven't heard and talked about a lot since draft day. Not a lot of activity in the NBA last night headed into the All-Star break. There were three games, but it was kind of a surprise that the Grizzlies jumped up and beat the Bucks. Yeah, that was a surprise. Milwaukee has just, I don't know, man. They've, they have been injured. Chris Middleton's hurt. Dame Lillard's missed some games. Uh, they've not performed well since Doc Rivers took over. They were playing great on offense uh, before Doc Rivers got the job, and, and terrible on defense. And now they're they're the same on defense and much worse on offense. So it's just not going right there. Um, the trade, I think, getting rid of of Hawk, or, uh, Drew Holiday going to uh, Boston is kind of demoralizing to see what the Celtics have been doing and uh, the fact that they've missed him on defense. It's going to be interesting to look back on that move to bring in Doc Rivers in in retrospect based on where this season goes i mean there's still time for milwaukee to it's not like they've they've been bad all season and they're not they they were and are at a decent place in the standings but if they start to crater towards the end of the season that's really going to be something that you look back at and go why did they do this there was no i mean maybe there's stuff behind the scenes that we don't know that Giannis was unhappy you know whatever maybe there were some things like that but just from the outside perspective, looking at that move, as far as the way that it's looked in the immediate aftermath, has not been a positive. No, it's not been a positive at all. Uh, and I think it was a scapegoat, really, to tell you the truth. Adrian Griffin was. that don't think that it was his issues. His first year with the team, and they're trying to work through the fact that they're not as good on defense. And so, you you know, I don't know. You In a small market like Milwaukee, they've won a championship – They've got one of the most exciting players in the NBA in Giannis. They try to keep him happy, but there's got to be a balance between doing what's best for the team and trying to make your superstar, uh, you know, trying to please him so he stays around. Caitlin Clark is the new NCAA Division One women's basketball scoring leader. She uh, got at it pretty early last night. Didn't take her long to set the record. No, it did not. Um, she's an incredible player. She'll be fun to watch in the women's tournament as they start to play some you know, good games. Last year, they didn't have to face South Carolina uh, in the tournament. Uh, they got upset by, I think, LSU. So, anyway, that South Carolina team is undefeated, and they're really good, really athletic. So, there'll be some 
there'll be some good matchups in the women's tournament to pay attention to. Oklahoma plays Kansas tomorrow in the Big 12 in basketball. Uh, Oklahoma State plays BYU. Uh, that is, what do you think about the Oklahoma matchup? This is uh, this one is in Norman, right? So they've already played in yeah. Kansas, and that did not go well for Oklahoma. Do you give them a better chance at home against Kansas? Yeah, I give them a much better chance. Kansas has got one road win in the Big 12, and they've got some tough road games left. they got to play at Houston, um, and then I, I think maybe play at Baylor. I'm not sure, but uh, you know, KU is really good. Their they're starting five is good. McCullough has not been playing for them, who is uh, a guy that's capable of putting up a triple-double. He's their best defensive player. And if, uh, if he doesn't go, I think OU's got a really good chance to win the game. But, but they'll have to shoot it well. They haven't shot it as well as they did in the non-conference. Just life in the Big 12 is a little bit more difficult. Should be a big crowd. They had a great crowd last Saturday for Bedlam. I think this game has been sold out for a while. Um, there may be just a few tickets left. So uh, I give OU a chance to win the game. Oklahoma lost. I give OSU a good chance. OSU a good chance to win the game too on Saturday. BYU hasn't played as well on the road, um, and I know Mike Boynton's been in the media a lot here uh, this week. I had a press conference yesterday where he kind of doubled down on some of the things that he said to the Tulsa World, um, and he needs a win. I mean, I got posted this on Twitter last night. You can go out there and talk about all the difficulties you've got, but you know it's not going to matter unless you can win games. Yeah, no doubt. I was going to say Oklahoma lost to Baylor earlier this week, and they got a tough stretch as they finish the season. They play Kansas tomorrow. Uh, they've got OSU and Cincinnati, so those are winnable games. Uh, but they've got other, the other games on their schedule are tough. They go to Iowa State, they ha- host Houston, and then they finish the season at Texas. So it's a little bit of a tough row coming to the, the, the finish of the regular season for Oklahoma in the Big 12. Yeah, they need to put some of these in the bank before that end stretch where you talk about at Iowa State, at Texas. Those will be really difficult. Uh, Texas beat Oklahoma and Norman, but they haven't had that much success in the league. They play Houston at Houston on Saturday. Um and so it's been kind of a tough season for <clears throat> for Texas, but um, they they've got a solid team and they've got some pros on their team. So I don't know why they've uh, had as uh, a tough a time as they have. The fallout continues from the Super Bowl. Let's talk about that a little real quick before I let you go. The uh, San Francisco Forty ers fired their defensive coordinator uh, after his first season. We talked about this yesterday on the Sports Animal. That that was not what was wrong with that San Francisco team. And it's very strange to me. And, and maybe there were things going on behind the scenes that we didn't see, but one thing that we know, and we talked about this yesterday too, one thing that we know is that the team did not rally around Kyle Shanahan and say, Hey, you guys are getting this wrong. There was uh, there was plenty of blame to go around in the way that that thing shook out in overtime on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, and it's just a bad look. You don't know if the 49ers would have won. I mean, if they would have taken the ball second, but there would have been some interesting situations. I surely come up. Um, and, and again, maybe the if, if Mahomes goes down and scores, there's pressure on the 49ers. You throw a game-ending interception or something like that. I, I don't know. I mean, you can play a million scenarios out in your head, but just the defending of what was obviously a bad decision is uh, has been rough. Well, and to, to say I'm doing this because of the analytics when the strategy analytics would tell you exactly what you just said, and that is you have more information to work with if you go second. You know what the other team has done and what you're going to need to do. It's funny to watch that video of Patrick Mahomes after the fact at the coin toss, but you, you can see him literally biting his lip to keep from smiling when they say that they're going to take the ball first, when San Francisco wins yeah. the flip and say they're going to take the, the ball first. No, and I think all the rest of the Chiefs, 
that gave them some confidence too. It's like, wow, you know, I mean, we'll know exactly what we have to do when they held them to that field goal. Then the rest is history. Yeah, unbelievable. And I, it's just a bad look to me for San Francisco to fire the defensive coordinator when that defense was good. And as people pointed out, they held Kansas City to one touchdown in the in the regulation time. So it's not like right. that defense got even if they pl- didn't play great. And they were down some guys. You had Dre uh, Greenlaw get hurt in that what was the weirdest injury I've ever seen in a football game. Uh, so they were down him, and they still held Kansas City to just one touchdown in regulation, and yet he's going to be the guy that they throw to the Wolves. Yeah, a Torres Achilles, <clears throat> Greenlaw Torres Achilles coming onto the field. I mean, you'd never seen anything like Such that. Such a freak deal, man. And for, for a good player, a guy that was really key in the game plan to help defend Travis Kelsey. Right, and, and as they were pointing out, too, like some of the things that you can be critical of the San Francisco defense for that uh, some people said, well, Shanahan had to call a timeout because he didn't like the alignment. Uh, I think that there were problems between Shanahan and him. I don't think Shanahan was crazy about the way the season played out from a control point of view, and I think that in addition to, uh-oh, there's the kitty. Are there no go- gooses outside to uh, to go play with? I have no idea what's going on with, with that cat. I mean – it's uh, it's got a mind of its own. I don't no think idea. Shanahan was happy. I don't think Shanahan was happy with him all year long. And when this came down and they needed a sacrificial lamb, they just threw him out there. Um, yeah, that's true. I, and you know, he's got it's been around and been some different places. And I thought he did a good job at Carolina as the interim coach there last year. But that's to me nothing. You know, he didn't have any culpability in that loss that, on the game. I thought they had a good game plan against a tough offense uh, and. Uh, if it's a, it a season-long problem, then maybe I can look at it a little bit differently. They didn't perform very well against the Lions or the Packers in the playoffs, and the offense had enough to come back and save them. So um, we'll see who they hire. Their numbers were better last year uh, on that side of the ball than they were the previous season under, again, D'Amico Ryans, who has uh, proved to be a really, really good head coach hired yeah. for the Texans. Right. Uh, all right, very good. Have a good weekend. Monday's a holiday, so we'll talk to you next Friday. All right, sounds good. Thanks, Mark. Rick and Brad. The Cat. Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? Reality remains reality, no matter how hard you try to ignore it. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Again, I'm all here for the pop culture, people dating each other for the press. Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. Every so often, and by every so often, I mean literally every 27 seconds when the producer gets fired. The Ben Shapiro Show, on YouTube or wherever you listen. Listen.